What if I told you there's a simple addition to your podcasting workflow that could enable you to give better resources to your listeners and connect with them on a deeper level? On this episode of Podcastification, I'm going to tell you how to make it happen. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. This show is all about podcasting, how to do it, how not to do it, best practices, interesting news items that have to do with the realm of podcasting, and who knows what else. And I'm trying to do it all with a little bit of fun and some information to help you get a show going, keep yours going, or make it better. And if you like what's going on here on the show, I would appreciate it, oh, so appreciate it, if you could leave a rating or review on iTunes. You can find out how to do that at podcastfasttrack.com slash review. That's enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Okay, I've got to admit it. An intro like that one can feel kind of like a tease, you know, like I'm <laughs> giving you a lot of great promises and won't be able to fulfill. Well, I guess I should give you a little bit of a disclaimer here. What I'm going to teach you to do today is something that you may be doing already, but I suspect the vast majority of people who are podcasting are not doing what I'm about to describe to you. And another part of that disclaimer is what I'm going to teach you may get a result, and it may get a result over time as you make an effort to educate your listeners about what you've done to help them out. What is it I'm talking about? I am talking about using the description portion of your podcast that appears in podcasting apps or listening devices to make it easier for your listeners to connect with you to avail themselves of your resources, and to get a better impression of you and your brand. If you don't understand exactly what I'm talking about, well, that's okay. Let's just get into it. Okay, if you have never used a podcasting app, like on your smartphone or your iPad or whatever, you may have a hard time visualizing what I'm about to describe. But I hope that you can get it. And, you know, I might as well just go ahead and encourage you. Go onto Google Play Store or the iTunes Store and find an app. There are some free ones out there that you can download. Now, if you've got an iPhone or an OS device, you should have the iTunes podcast player already installed on your phone or on your device. Maybe you're not even using it. Go and find that thing and walk through this with me. Because I want to describe to you and explain to you how you can do this. Now, if you're an Android user and you don't have a podcast playing app on your device, I would encourage you go to Google Play, find a free podcast app, I guess is what you'd call it, podcast listening app. There's all kinds of them out there. I use one called Pocket Casts. It's not free, but it's like $3.99. And go ahead and install one of those things right now. Go do it. I'll wait. Okay, have you got it? You got one installed on your smart device? All right. Now, what I want you to do is open that thing up 
If you don't have any podcasts that you're subscribed to yet, then a great one to subscribe to would be podcastification. You know, this show, there may be a way, there should be a way. You can either use a little plus sign or a search function or whatever to go and find the podcastification podcast and then subscribe. Now, if you've already got podcasts on yours, you don't need to worry about this step, but I want you to have something loaded so that you can actually look at what it is I'm talking to you about. Okay, now I'm going to assume you've already got that done. You can hit the pause button if you don't. You're going to tap on the cover art image or however it displays in your particular app and look at the podcast that you are considering. For example, in Pocket Casts, which I am looking at, under podcastification, it has all of my episodes listed in reverse chronological order. So the most recent episode is at the top. And I have the option there on each of those episodes to hit this little downward arrow and download that episode if I want. You can do that if you want, but you also can look and just tap the episode in most apps. Some apps may not allow this, so you may have to download it, but you can tap on the episode and it will pull up ta-da, the show notes for the episode. Now look there in this episode of podcastification, I'm looking at episode number 61. There's an image. There's some text and timestamps. There is some resources with links that can be clicked on right there in the smartphone. There's even ways to contact me and subscribe with some fancy looking images. Wow, that's pretty impressive. This guy must know his stuff. <laughs> you know, never mind all of that. The point is, this is the section of every episode of your podcast that I'm talking about. You can optimize this thing so that it becomes a very important, valuable resource for your listeners. And over time, as you train them, which we're going to talk about, they will know that they can come right here, no matter what they're doing, if they're in the car, if they're on the treadmill, if they're at a restaurant, whatever, wherever they are listening, they know they can come right here and find the resources you're referring to on this particular episode of your podcast. So let's talk about this. From a behind-the-scenes perspective, where do you put this information to make sure that it shows up here in the podcasting apps? That's a pretty good question, isn't it? Okay, the answer to the question of where to put this information that you want to show up in the podcasting apps is that you put that information wherever your podcast feed originates. Now, you may not know exactly what that means if you're fairly new to podcasting. So let me give you a little bit of a background on how a podcast works. Your podcast is sent out to your subscribers through what is called an RSS feed. Okay, never mind what RSS stands for. It doesn't matter. That feed is generated either by your podcast host, your media host. In my case, I use Libsyn. And so Libsyn, which is liberated syndication and links for this will be in the show notes. Libsyn generates a feed for me, a feed address. It's, it's an HTTP S colon slash slash www sort of a web address that pushes out my episodes to wherever I send that feed. Okay. 
So it's this feed that's submitted to places like iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and iHeartRadio and all those places that syndicate your show or multiply your show out through their directory. They do it by pulling information from your feed. In fact, the podcast app there on your smart device that we've been talking about pulls from your feed in an indirect kind of way. Most of them pull directly from iTunes. But where's iTunes getting it from? From your feed. So where does this feed come from? Well, in my case, as I mentioned to you, it comes from Libsyn. If you are a Libsyn subscriber and if you are using the Libsyn feed as the thing you're submitting to iTunes and all of those places, then yours is coming from Libsyn as well. There are other options, though. That feed could be coming from somewhere else. If you use the Blueberry PowerPress plugin and have used it to generate a feed for you and have submitted that feed to iTunes, then the feed Blueberry has created for you on your website is the feed that's going to be used. And there are other options as well, like Podbean. Wherever you host your audio is probably where your feed is coming from, but maybe not. So it's important that you know exactly where that feed's coming from if you're going to put this information for your show notes or for your description in the right place. So how do you find out where your feed's coming from? Now, this section is not going to be very long because it's really pretty simple. There is a great tool out there that can tell you exactly where your RSS feed that is submitted to iTunes is coming from. Is it your website? Is it your media host? You can find out. Here's the website. I'm also going to include this in the show notes. And it's kind of long, but it's not real convoluted. So I'm going to spell it all out for you. But here's the website reaganstar.com slash get hyphen rss hyphen feed hyphen for hyphen itunes hyphen podcast so let me go back and spell that to make sure you get it right you can also go to the show notes right here on that app and find the link it's reaganstar r-e-g-a-n-s-t-a-r-r dot com forward slash get g-e-t hyphen RSS hyphen feed F E E D hyphen F O R hyphen iTunes. So I T U N E S hyphen podcast. That was easy, wasn't it? Now, what you're going to do is you're going to type in the name of your podcast in the little field that's on the page there. And you'll notice as you start typing, Various things are going to start popping up. Just be patient. Finish typing your name, name of your podcast. It has to be exactly the name of your podcast, and it will show you your podcast. And right there next to the image from your podcast is going to be a URL, a web link. And you'll see in it either Libsyn in that name somewhere or you might even see the name of your website. That means it's coming somehow from your website. Okay, so that is the best way for you to discover exactly where the RSS feed is coming from that you have submitted to iTunes once upon a time. And wherever that is, is the place you are going to need to post the description content that you want to include with every podcast episode. 
And as an additional kindness to you and help, I am also going to post an image, a screenshot of me looking up the Podcastification Podcast on Reagan Star's app so that you can see exactly what it looks like. And remember, it's right here in the description of this episode on the Podcast Player app that you're using right now. All right, so you have figured out where your podcast feed is coming from, right? So, whether that's on Libsyn, or whether that's on your website, or whether that's on Podbean, none of that matters except for the fact that that is the place where you are going to post the information you want to appear in the descriptions for your episode. So, in my case, it's in Libsyn. So, In the Libsyn dashboard, there is a place for every episode as you're entering your content where you can put description information. In the case of Libsyn, you can include bold headings, you can include links, you can include images. There's all kinds of cool things you can do. I'm sure that in your place, there are similar functionalities as well. I know that if you're using the Blueberry PowerPress plugin, for example, the place that you put that information is the actual blog post that you are using for that particular episode of your podcast. So Blueberry actually uses the information in the post. Does that make sense? So however you format that post is how things are going to appear in your description on the podcasting apps. Now, let me give you a little caveat here, something I'm not exactly sure about because I don't have any podcasts of my own that are going through the Blueberry PowerPress plugin anymore, but I would be happy to, you know, hear your experience. If you do, you can comment on this episode and let me know, but I'm not sure if you use short codes and things like that on your WordPress website, I'm not sure if those are going to show up in the description of the podcast app or not. I would hope the Blueberry team has a way to kind of circumvent that and keep them from showing up. I don't know. I just absolutely don't know. But the point being in this part of this podcast, the description of your blog post is the place that you want to put your information to show up best for the podcast playing apps. Now, this is all great. You know where to find your feed. You know what a feed is and how it works. And you know where to put the information that you want people to be able to see when they look at the description of your podcast episodes on their podcast player app. Okay, wonderful. But... There are some best practices that I would recommend to you about how to go about this in a way that is most useful to your listeners and most advantageous to you. Want to know what those are? Okay, let's go. Okay, as we begin discussing best practices, I'm going to suggest some things to you that I think are better from just a I don't know, an experience standpoint, or it just seems smarter to me to do it this way. But don't take any of this as gospel truth. You can tweak it. You can modify it. You can make it fit what you want to accomplish in terms of the resources you provide to your listeners on your podcast player app. Okay, so the first thing I would recommend is that you put some way to contact you or to leave a rating and review or subscription or whatever you think a good call to action is, put that at the very top of your post. Now, I have to be honest with you. I haven't been doing this 
on past episodes, but I've started doing it on this episode because I think it's a better idea than having it way down the page. Now, why do I think that? Well, because if I do happen to be driving or if I do happen to be on the treadmill and I hear something from my podcast episode that I'm listening to that I just feel like I need to pull over and I need to make connection with this person or I need to get that resource. I need to be able to do that as quickly as possible. And so I'm trying to think a little bit more in the shoes of my listener. I want to make this easy for them. And so the first thing I want them to see at the top of that post when they slide to that description is my contact information or the call to action information that I think is most pressing for this particular episode. Does that make sense to you? See, and I'm doing that in my Libsyn dashboard at the very top of the post. I have all this contact information and something I do in my particular workflow is I have a Google doc that has all the information in it that I want placed in there and I copy it out and I paste it into Libsyn. Now, before I do that though, I use an HTML cleaner to clean it up and make sure it's not going to cause problems with my Libsyn feed. I got that recommendation from Rob Walsh, who works at Libsyn. So I think that's a pretty smart idea. Just making sure the HTML doesn't have junk in it that's going to cause a problem with my podcast feed. So anyway, the point being, in Libsyn, I'm doing that inside the interface. I'm just copying it, pasting it in, and it's not a whole lot of work. It takes me maybe 10 seconds more. Not even that much usually, just because it's a copy and paste. If I have to recenter it or something like that, hey, no big deal. I can do that. Now, if you're using something like the Blueberry PowerPress plugin, you're going to have a little bit of a of a decision to make here because the Blueberry PowerPress, man, that gets hard to say after a while. The Blueberry PowerPress plugin, as far as I know, takes exactly what's in the blog post and puts it into the description. So... If you are going to be putting contact information at the very top of your blog post because you want it to show up in your podcast player at the very top, hmm, I I just don't know what you think about that. I don't think on my actual blog post, I want that information at the very top. I would rather for SEO purposes, which is search engine optimization and other reasons, I would rather have other information right at the top, including my player. You know, so people can click and play right there on the website. So if you're using PowerPress, you're going to have to make a decision on that. Or you might reach out to the Blueberry folks and see if there's a way around that. Maybe you can place it there inside some kind of special bracket or some invisible code with a magic wand or something. And it won't show up in the feed like it would on the blog post. I don't know if that's even possible. And I'm not being facetious here. The folks over at Blueberry are pretty cool. They know what they're doing when it comes to that plugin. So I don't know. Reach out to them. Maybe there is a way to position it there on your blog post where it's kind of invisible, yet your podcasting app will pick it up. I don't know. Now, when it comes to things like Podbean and Blog Talk Radio and those places, I simply don't know. I've never used those platforms, but if you are using those platforms, I'm sure they have some amazing customer service people that you can contact through their website and you can find out the answer to your question on this. So that's number one of my best practices is to put your contact info and stuff there near the top. Now, what are some other things you may want to think about when it comes to best practices? Well, here's a couple more of them. (laughs) 
Another best practice that I would recommend you use somehow on your blog post page for your podcast or in the description area on your media host so that it shows up in these podcast players is a timestamp of some sort. It may be on a bullet point outline on your headers. I don't know how you're going to do it exactly. But the reason for it is this. Many podcast players, some of the newer ones, in fact, use those timestamps to enable listeners to kind of scroll through the outline, see the topic they exactly want to listen to. And then all they have to do is tap on the timestamp and it will start playing the audio at that point. Now, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Now, you know, I know different podcasters have different opinions about that. Well, I don't want them to listen in just that one part. I want them to listen to the whole episode. I get it, you know, but come on. Are you trying to be helpful to your listener or are you more interested that they hear every single syllable that you have to say? You know, my opinion is that in the end, it's about your listeners. It's not about you. So do what you can to make it easy for them. So use timestamps. It's pretty cool. Now the timestamps have to be inside brackets. Okay. And it's not the little uh, uh, squiggly looking brackets. It's the square brackets. Okay. And when you have a bracket on either side of that timestamp, the apps tend to pick it up as a timestamp code and enable that linking function that I mentioned. So that's a cool thing that you can use as well. Another best practice that I would recommend that you do is to include some kind of images. I just use the one that I create for my blog post and put it into my Libsyn dashboard right there inside the post. With Libsyn, you can do that. You can insert images. I know on Blueberry, you can do that because you put images in blog posts all the time. So that's what I recommend you do. Put some kind of images to make it more appealing to the eye, more interesting. What this does, I think, is more for your brand than it is for your particular listeners. This gives you a better appearance in their eyes, a better portrayal of professionalism, of having your act together, of branding. You know, you can include your logo there because, you know, every time you can get your logo in front of the eyes of a prospective client or customer, which, you know, podcast listeners are ideal. They're like, they're not warm prospects. They're hot prospects because they have self-selected your show. Does that make sense? So anytime you can get your branding, your logo, your look in front of them, it's going to re-emphasize in their minds that you are a respected resource in their mind. So you want to do that however you can. You know, I've seen podcasters also include images of their guests here. That's great. Link to their guest website. Wonderful. Do any and all of the above to make this a useful resource for your listeners. That's really what this is all about. Okay, so all of that is best practices about how to place this stuff into your description so that it's functional and helpful for your listeners. But there's something else you need to do, or most of this is just going to be a waste for you. Can you guess what that is? Now, some of your listeners are pretty savvy. They're going to know about this description area. They're going to realize that it's there. They're going to know how to use it. But there will be plenty of them who aren't as savvy. You know what I mean? So your job as the host is to make them aware of the resources that you've created for them. You know, it's basically marketing. 
You're trying to make them aware that you can help them by providing these resources for them. So how are you going to do that? Well, I suggest, and this is what I try to do on every episode of my podcasts, let them know that you have provided those show notes, those resources, those links for them right there on their app. And don't be shy about telling them. If you're listening to this on a podcast player of any kind, you should be able to swipe right or left or up or down or tap or or do a dance or something <laughs> that enables you to find the description for this episode you're listening to. And that will make them aware, hey, I can use these things when I'm not sitting at the computer. I mean, you get the point. You've got to educate them about it. And I do it every episode because I don't know but that I've got a new listener on that episode. I want them to know too. So it's just a quick call to action toward the end of the episode that I can make them aware. Hey, you can find the links and everything right there in your player app. Isn't that a cool idea? And I think I'll give you one more little bonus tip in terms of a marketing thing that you can do that you can remind your listeners about. This is one that will help you and it will help them. All of us who are trying to do anything worthwhile online know the struggle that it is to have something significant or valuable to share on social media. I mean, we want to not only promote our things, we want also to be kind of a curator of good content so that others recognize that we are a giver and that we're willing to promote other people and those kinds of things. And so if you're like me in that regard... I'm always on the lookout for great quality content that I feel is trustworthy, that I can pass on to the people who follow me on social media. Well, your listeners are likely in that same boat too, and you can help them out by letting them know that that cool, handy dandy, spiffy little podcast app that they're listening to your show on has a sharing function. I mean, they can not only share your podcast generally, they can share specific episodes of the podcast as well. And it's pretty easy to do. It's got that universal little, you know, greater than kind of a sign or lesser than kind of a sign, which way is, is greater than kind of a sign with the little dots on it. That is the sharing function. They can use that to share. And most apps will give them the option. You want to share the podcast or do you want to share this episode? And you can encourage your listeners to use that. I don't know how you go about it. Maybe you've got a little shtick you go through. I've got one of my clients who does this every time, kind of like a contest. She has people share the episode, share the episode, and the winner of the most shares gets this prize. You know, however you want to do it, man, go for it. Use that sharing functionality that's on the podcast app. But remember, you've got to let them know that it's there because a lot of them aren't as savvy as you are. They don't know that they can actually share this. Now, one little bonus tip I'll give you here on the sharing thing, which I've been doing on my podcast, and I find that it's pretty effective, is to encourage people to share in a personal way. And what I mean by that is, yes, they can share it on Facebook and Twitter and all those things that blast out to lots of people, but it matters a lot more when we get a personal recommendation from someone, doesn't it? Someone you trust someone you know, and they recommend, hey, I heard this and I think you should really hear it because it's right along the line of that project you're working on. You know, that kind of thing. It's your old friend. Remember me. So I encourage my listeners to stop and think of one person 
So maybe you could do this right now, just as an example. Okay. Uh, you could uh, help me out as I help you out. Right. <laughs> anyway, think about one person that you know who could benefit from what I'm sharing right now and using the sharing function on your app, share this episode with them and don't just share it, but add a personal comment telling them why the best ways to do that personally is through a text or an email, just send it directly to them and tell them, Hey, I thought of you. Here's why I hope you enjoy it. Hello. So all of that is this super special way that you can benefit your listeners more, make opportunities for them to connect with you more, give them resources no matter where they are, so that they can more easily take advantage of the great content that you're putting out. And since I've already asked you as a little exercise in this particular podcast to share this with someone you know, I'm not going to ask you to do that again. But if you want to, nobody's stopping you. Hey, you know what time it is. It's time for you to go out and make it a podcastificating day. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Audio editing and show notes by podcastfasttrack.com. Get 15% off your first month by mentioning this show.